It's Monday. You know what that means. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. And I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me at Scott underscore Fontana. And also follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you listen. But especially YouTube, because we're trying to beef it up a little bit. We, Dan, Dan and I got to get a little more in gear, though, I think, right? Yeah, I think this week we will. And make sure you read the scoring criteria, because we talk judging in MMA. Yeah, please read it. It's not long. It's really not super long. Yeah, they even sometimes they, they leave out words Jeez, to, to make it know, even shorter for you. If you're sitting, uh, you know, in the in the in the restroom and you got a couple minutes, you know, just just peruse it. It won't take you long. No, very quick. Yeah. Do you like the show? Could end up being pretty quick. I don't know if it'd be super quick, but uh, you know, we don't have any. We don't have any episode, You know, there's no fights next week. We can lift the lid on that. We don't have anything to preview next week. We don't have a whole lot of in the way of starters. We've only got one event we're talking about. It's not like it's been lately where it's been event and event and event, right? Yeah, we got we got some time off this week for Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we'll have to figure out something fun to do. Yeah, eat burgers. Yeah, I'll be doing that. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I got I got family in town. We'll be barbecuing. <laughs> but uh, as far as taking care of business from this past weekend here at the UFC Apex, before they went into their Memorial Day break. Mackenzie Dern. I mean, holy hell, Dan. Did you see the intensity from Mackenzie Dern coming coming into this fight? I did. I I thought You saw this performance. Get no, no, no. Let, let me let me let me let me explain. By all means. I saw her coming in, her opponent's Angela Hill. I saw her grabbing her, throwing her on the ground, subbing her, game over in like under three minutes. And you know what? That's fine. That's something you could almost foresee happening. However, I, like, I, I get that. However, what she did was even more impressive because she beat her from pillar to post for 25 minutes. And on the feet, too. I mean, she was not that not that necessarily Angela Hill is known as a knockout artist by any stretch, but she came in at least as the conventional wisdom better striker. The better, yeah, technical striker. However, she has pillow fists, and, and that's not really a slight, but it's a fact, and it's a reason why she's in so many split decisions because every strike she throws has – Almost nothing on it, or it really has to that hurt the opponent. Generally, you're right. Like, it's just a touch, 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 touch. Meanwhile, Mackenzie Dern just throwing haymakers, knees up the middle, blasting her. This was this was a complete complete performance for Mackenzie Dern. I mean, I think she's probably gonna maybe try to figure out how to not end up on bottom after you launch your opponent with such force. That would be ideal because sure. that happened twice where she she just overthrew her. But it also, she doesn't bottom. really care because she's already got it where it needs yeah, to be. Yeah, that's and, true. And against this particular opponent, she could afford to do that and probably knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought this was this was this was solid. Just solid, dude. This yeah, is yeah. off the chain, dude. Well, no, no, she I'm was telling you, she looked great. But I mean, it's also you got you got to consider the opponent. Like, I, I understand I, what you're I, saying I, there. You're like, like you, you obviously have a very low opinion. Well, of it's not not that I have that. a low opinion. I think I have a realistic opinion. Everyone wants to put her up like, oh, she's one of the you know the great UFC strawweights. And it's like she's lost she's twelve not. times. That's not. She's, I, I wouldn't do that either. I, what she's saying this week about the rankings has held held her back. Like, no, you 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 you're a journey woman. That's it, and, and that's what it is. I mean, record wise, you're not wrong. Absolutely like, not. That, but my point here is that we saw dimensions of Mackenzie Dern that we didn't expect to see. If, if Even looking... knowing what we, thought we knew about Angela Hill and this matchup and all that set in mind. I mean, the odds for this one, it's not like Mackenzie Dern was a big favorite. I think she was like in the plus 180-ish range or something like that. 
Uh, I think I think the or clo- minus one eighty. Excuse me. The closing was no, it was shorter than that. It was a closing minus one thirty five and plus. I was. I'm just remember what I had to type I'm in. Pretty for work. sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what the graphic said. I just watched. I believe it. it. So. But 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 again, that's that speaks even more to the point. Like convent betters came into this fight thinking, hey, I could take Angela Hill at like a hundred or plus one fifty or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, well, it's fine. But but, but again, conventional wisdom. At the time, for most people, was not that. Oh, this is absolutely a fight that she's going to go in. She went in and, and defied every expectation that most people had for this fight, and she did it in a way that most people did not see coming, including yourself, because she still did it in a different way, even yeah. if you thought she was going to run through her. No, it's speaking just on Mackenzie Dern, she she showed you know growth in her game. She now has some striking that people have to be worried about a little bit. She got, well, she she's shows always power. had power, though, is the Big thing. power. Like, we've seen some power from her hands. Cracking the knee up the middle. That was, that, that was awesome. The knee up the middle was awesome. She was landing some great elbows that, that were like <laughs> as, as the clinch would kind of leave. The Yeah. She she showed new, new like you said, new dimensions to her game. And she's going to be scary good. I can still understand that there's reasons to be, um, you know, a little skeptical, I guess, of where... Mackenzie Dern can go from here, like how high she can really get. Because yes, again, the, the caliber of opponent here is a little different. Like she looked great fighting down in the rankings, fighting up in the rankings. She's not always performed as well, but it could be a case of maybe the game is just catching up. Maybe she, maybe she's catching up to the game, I should say. Um, and maybe we're going to see her go on a run. I do like the call out uh, of Rose Nama Yunus in particular. That was that was one that I thought actually made a lot of sense because it's a fight that people would be interested in and it kind of does make some sense matchup wise because we've now got Mackenzie Dern with a little bit of momentum going on uh we haven't seen Rose Nami Yunus in a while the last yeah. time we saw her it was incredibly um boring <laughs> I don't, for lack of a better word she was boring so it would be wonderful to see a fight come uh come about like this make it a five rounder uh headlining uh yeah put it on ABC that should be a headliner on ABC I think people would watch that yeah, I'm down for that. I like that matchup. Yeah. Now she does this to Rose, what she just did to Angela. So, okay. All right. Sure. And, and that's the thing. This would be a monster test for her. And and even after uh, this, you know, she joined uh, you know the UFC analyst team, uh, you know, with Karen Bryant and uh, Rashad Evans and Alan Joban. She joined the desk after the fight, and they did ask her about fighting Rose as well. And she did say, like, it's not because I think I can beat her necessarily. It's that I I appreciate that there's a challenge here. She's a former champion. So I, I think she comes into that with the right mindset. And I think that's the right way to look mm-hmm. at it as, from a fan as well as like, hey, this is a big challenge for her. Can she pass that against someone like Rose who really doesn't lose to anybody but the best? Yeah, this, that, that would be really it's, – it's an interesting matchup. That, that's one I, I, I like see, it. So Yeah, I, I, I like it quite a lot. And so, but, but again, I, I, I think this – probably changes a lot of the conventional wisdom that that we had for Mackenzie Dern. We've seen the signs before, but this was like kind of an eye opening. And and she just the the passion which she fought with, the intensity was was there. I mean, we saw some savage ground and pound being mixed in too. Yes. That was another thing. Dan's smiling. You can't see it right now. I can't wait. I can't wait till we talk about these rounds. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We we should probably dive into it but before we do. We will. Um, we don't have too much to really talk about starter wise. I think we're pretty much done here. But numbers, we, we we like to give the judging numbers here. There were 26 rounds scored uh, at the uh, Apex over the weekend. 19 of them were unanimous rounds. 73.1 percent agreement there, which is again right on uh, right on par. 
That's all you can really expect. That's, that's all you can really hope for most of the weeks. Um, so I like to see it. There were three eight nine splits, and this is why Dan's getting pretty excited because we're actually going to talk a lot yeah. about potential eight nines, and and we've even got some for the ten seven watch, which we don't always have. So this is going to be a meaty one for you, my friend. Yeah, I um I just want to point out Dern has this. I, I scouted her, and she's officially on the roster for my team. Oh, for your for your yeah. one of your one of your guys slash gals. Yes. Is she the first gal on the team? She is. She's there. I feel like you should have. Here, can I make another recommendation for you? Yeah. You should have Zhang Wei Li. Um, maybe we'll see because I don't know what's gonna happen if Dern and, and Zhang fight each other. But she also went and uh, she beat one of your not gals pretty well in New well, York. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I feel like that should give her points too. You kind of. You... she comes out there and she always fights hard. Like she's she's not one that doesn't show up. You know what I mean? Right. Like I mean, she's she's had sick finishes, sick fights. I mean, I mean, and also, also everybody is kind of a temporary member when they fight that person. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? But anyway, we can. Uh, I think we could probably move on to contested rounds here, yeah, right? Let's let's, let's and, do it. And we're gonna lead off with all three of those eight nine splits because we don't have any like contentious split decision. We have one split decision at a heavyweight fight. You know how we feel about heavyweight fights, and yeah, stupid. I don't know how how much how strongly people really felt about this one afterwards. So we'll we'll get to that after we get to these eight nines. So let's start. Staying with the main event here, Mackenzie Dern again got the win over Angela Hill by, and we didn't even get to this, the scores <laughs> for this fight, which was a unanimous decision victory by Mackenzie Dern. This is like uncharted territory in MMA. This is like scoregasm. You know, you know the, the NFL mm. account where they track like the unique scores okay. of games. It's like the first time that it's ever been like 22 to four or something like that in mm. an NFL game, which I don't think that's ever happened, but that would be an example of, Oh, it was a scoregasm or whatever. 49, 44 twice. And a 49, 43. Have we ever seen that? In MMA? I feel like yeah. we, that's not happened. At least not in major MMA. Yeah. I'm not, not that I can recall anyway. I'm going to go out on a limb. If, 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 uh, if Chris McMaster from MMA decisions happens to be listening to this. And if I don't happen to take the time to, reach out to myself i feel like he would say yeah this is be the first that he has in his system at mma decisions so but yeah we're, we're gonna talk about this fight first there's only one split round that's why we have the difference in 49 44 and 49 43 it all came down to round one whether that was an eight or a nine so let's hear it dan yeah really strong round here uh dern rocks uh hill on her feet gets a high impact throw so impactful that she overthrows ends up on the bottom, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, she drops Hill with a right hand, and then she just dominates her on the ground with position. I do wish we got, you know, maybe a couple stronger sub attempts or some more ground and pound to just solidify it. But for me, it was enough. I think we have good damage and good dominance there. I'm on 10-8. I felt really good about this one being a 10-8 because, I, I, you know, as you're watching the round, it's like, okay, it's, it's certainly her round. It's... It's definitely a nine, and then it's starting to move toward it, and it got very dominant, especially. And and really, it was her fight entirely for the like the final three minutes of that round. Oh yeah, no, Hill's Hill's not and doing anything. But I took the benchmark there. of that, and I said, okay, Mackenzie Dern was doing pretty good work in the first couple minutes as well. You add it all up, I I just I thought we got there. I really did. I I could check. I think I could check three Ds. Okay, all three. All right. Yeah, I do. I yeah. I think you can get damage in there too, but definitely dominance and duration. Okay. Yeah, it's but not. No, a I, high no, I think degree, I think like a I think damage is damage, there. damage, but I think it's enough to get the get to the threshold. I, I just do. I, I really yeah. thought, I thought we got there. And what what I mean by solidify, I mean I was hoping we this would be part of the ten seven watch. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, 
Okay. Just well, just get that slam dunk. All all three ten eights. Let's discuss if maybe this should have been at seven or not. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Did not happen. Didn't. But, uh, but yeah. So so we both had the eight here. We were in agreement with Judge Ron McCarthy. Uh, it was Judges Mike Bell, who usually is the the one in the eight column, mm-hmm. right? Although this is technically the majority here. Him and Sal D'Amato saw it as the nine, so it is what it is. But what does that mean for Judge McCarthy? Couchside override. <laughs> I don't know if that sounds off. I'm a little uh, congested this weekend, so that's why that's I did why the opener. Yeah, that's why Dan did the opener. It's why I'm actually recording from home. I don't know if the audio sounds a little different, but uh, I borrowed yeah, from we're not, AEW. We're not in the studio. I borrowed the opening from AEW. Is that right? Yeah. They I say it's know. Wednesday. You know what that means? Oh. It's a tribute to uh, John Huber. Well, one's, one man's tribute's yeah. another man's ripoff. So, yeah. You decide, dear listener. Nope. It's a tribute anyway. <laughs> but, but yeah, that was it for, for that fight. We will revisit that. Later on, though, when we get to the 10-7 watch, because, again, we do have some unanimous 10-8s over there. Let's go back uh, to the undercard, though, where we had some other 8-9 splits, starting with Gilbert Urbina getting the win over Ryan Kosey. Round 2 TKO. There were a lot of round 2 finishes in this card, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, this one was via front kick to the body with knees as well. Uh, round 1, though, before that, is where we have a split on the 8-9. So, Dan, what's going on in this round? Uh, it's all Urbina on the feet. You know, Koshi does land one or two good punches, but Urbina takes it to the ground. He beats up Koshi with uh, ground and pound from Mount. Good elbows and punches for like, a good portion of the round. I think we got all three Ds here. 10-8. Yeah, I feel good about that, too. I, I mean, yeah. I, I guess I don't have as much to add kinda, as I thought. kind of just I, beat I him like up, that's a, yeah. That's an 8, yeah. It's like It was like a slow burn, kind of. It's like, okay. It was. You can kind of understand maybe why... Mm-hmm. It, it might not manifest as a nine from every judge. Um, in this case, the the out judge was Jaron Vallel, who tra- uh, helped train us on refereeing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's taught judging courses as well with uh, mm-hmm. uh, with John McCarthy at the command course. So you know, it's not not that this guy doesn't know what's going on, but he doesn't have as many reps as you know, say the the ones who were on the eight here, Junichiro Camillo and Ron McCarthy. Kind of so you can understand ref, why. Right? Was that? Kind of think of him more as a referee. I think a lot of people do, but yeah. but you know he he can certainly do both. He oh, knows yeah, both. It's yeah. just the matter of the reps. I feel like the eight nine is is a hard one unless you are in the chair for a lot of rounds. Just watching the way it tends to come up with other judges, mm-hmm. the ones who have more experience tend to be more comfortable pulling that eight trigger. Okay, you know. Yeah, I got you. Eight nine's hard. You know, because the the line has moved it's over the time. Most interesting. It's yeah, well, things it's I like talking about. Exactly. Best. We, we we like to see when we can kind of get there, right? You and me. Mm. But yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, it didn't matter. Being a ended up getting the win because he was. It was kind of always heading in that direction, right? It yeah. Was, like you said, it was a slow burn, and then ultimately moved all the way up to to the fact that yeah, he he Kosi couldn't even keep up, and mm-hmm. he was out. But a uh, good win. Um. I I feel very strongly that this, this is a good 10-8 here. So mm-hmm. hopefully hopefully Jaron Vallel can get more reps too and be able to to see rounds like this and say, okay, because I'm sure he, you know, spoke to the other officials as they tend to after these fights and, and said, okay, you know, this is maybe why this is an eight, or maybe they he had a good valid reason why this mm-hmm. is a nine. Maybe we just disagree, you know. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, I, I feel good about it. You'd feel good about it. Let's move on to our final eight-nine split. That was in Chase Hooper's dominant victory over Nick Fiore. 30-27 twice and a 30-26. Round one is where we are split on the 8-9. So 
What's going on in round one? Uh, really strange round. Uh, Hooper, super aggressive on the feet. Kind of felt like Hooper was kind of fighting, like, I don't care where this goes. I'm just going to throw everything at you. And wherever it lands, I'm just going to fight from there, which is a style I kind of like. But uh, they open up. They exchange some good punches, both both sides. Uh, I think Chase is clearly winning on the feet here, even though Fiori's landing a couple, you know, decent ones. But on the ground, Fiori's winning. He's winning the positions. Uh, he's just not really doing anything with his positions. And then the final 30 seconds, Chase gets some kind of reverse crucifix going. Starts smashing. They get to the feet, and Hooper just lights him up. Uh, just bombing on him for like 20 seconds. I think I think damage is high enough to get there on its own. I can see why someone would say, well, no, you know, Fury probably earned his nine. But I, I think I think Hooper... Hooper was bombing on him there. I think damage is pretty high. So I'm on a 10-8. This, this feels like an 8.5, you know, or, okay. or a CSJ 8, where it's like kind of in that middle ground that mm. I, I would feel much more comfortable if I had that tool available to me, you know? Mm. All right. But I did go the other way. I went the 9, uh, which was the majority score here. Totally get it. I, I you know, like I said, this is more like more of a less on the fence score than it's like, yeah, I can almost slide either way. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite get there. But, you know, it's it's also one of those rounds that I feel like if I had like another minute to marinate, because I try to put a score down, you know, mm-hmm. I try to put a score down the way the judges are going to put a score down and, you know, they don't get to revisit it. I put it down as a nine. I feel like if you, you have a little bit more time to marinate on it, like I said, you can kind of think about it and be like, you know what, maybe that is an eight. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He, he had a lot more because, man, it's a tough thing when you get that. I just felt like this was a bit of a slow burn too that heated up in the final minute right it heated but up it, and yeah but the damage in the final minute wasn't like over the moon high damage but it you definitely had that intensity like okay maybe there's something developing here right so it's hard to evaluate that i feel like this is a, this was a tough round i i feel like to yeah, evaluate I, as an eight nine i think we we uh we see the final damage a little differently because I, I thought i thought fury was on his way out like that oh boy, i i didn't quite view here. it that way and I probably probably that's the difference between you know the the judges as well. I I was in the majority. I saw it like Mike Bell and Tony Weeks. You saw it like uh, Judge Camillo. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I mean I get it. Must just be a matter of perspective, right? It has to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and that's the tough thing about again the, these eight nines kind of thing. I, I feel like having that extra tool would make it a lot easier. You're still yeah. gonna have splits and things like that because there'll still be things that will run up against it. But well, I, I just like the idea of having another tool. Well, that's it's it's a different round. It's not it's not a typical nine. Thank you. Yeah. So that's I like what, you using my language yeah. here. It was a different round. I, I'll give you that. I will give you that. I like scoring different rounds differently. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but we will agree to disagree on this particular round here, uh, respectfully. But we do have four rounds to get to. That we're just talking about the winner of the round here. Not as interesting for Dan usually, but uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we've got some interesting conversation around it. Maybe not this fight though. The, no, there's the not this fight. fight. No, why? why? <laughs> uh, Dan was not happy to have to watch any of this again. Uh, but it was a split decision victory for Rodrigo Nascimento, getting the win over Alir Latifi. Split decision, 29-28s all around. Two for Nascimento, one for Latifi. Round three is where we decided our winner. So what's happening in round three? Yeah, uh, Nascimento. It's kind of it's. It's pretty clear he's winning on the feet here. He, his strikes are stinging Latifi. Noticeable effect. Latifi being wobbled, backed up. You know, Latifi does land what appear to be heavy, but Nascimento's just shrugging him off. You know, it doesn't show much real effect uh, uh, to it. Latifi, you know, wins the clinch. I mean, he didn't really do much else except hold him there, but uh, I guess he wins that position. Um, 
it's the end of the round, I think, where you can probably maybe make a case for Latifi, where he starts landing some good shots, and, and Nascimento's not really firing back. I think that's where someone could say, oh, I think Latifi took it. But I didn't go that way. I thought Nascimento won it 10-9. Yeah, I did as well. Um, I thought it was curious, though, that Michael Bisping said at the end of that round that that was Latifi's best round. He, like, immediately declared that when the round was over. I was like, are you sure about that? Not the round you won unanimously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, the round that everybody kind of thought that the momentum was turning in round two. Oh, man. I Okay. <laughs> I mean, sometimes when you're paid to talk, things come out that I guess shouldn't, right? But, uh, yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying it couldn't go that way. I'm, I'm not saying that a score of Latifi is bad or wrong or, or anything like that. I don't I don't think it's a a big enough round for either guy to to get too hung up on this one. Right. But I do feel good about Nascimento getting the win here. I do think that the the greater damage was done, especially early in the round. I think you can't neglect that just because it happened mm-hmm. in the first 90 seconds. Not that the not that uh, Judge Montalvo, who gave the round to Latifi, necessarily thought that. But I do think that 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 was the most significant action of that round. And I don't think it was outweighed necessarily by anything that Latifi did. Not right. So I'm with you. I'm with uh, judges Derek Cleary and Saldamato. So yeah, I think I think uh, the right I think the right man won. Yeah, I, I feel like we got it right and we can move on, right? Yeah, n- enough breath wasted on that fight. This <laughs> is oh. probably too much, right? Uh, let's move on though to deeper in the prelims. Joaquin Buckley. Oh, they, excuse me. This was on the main card. Joaquin Buckley getting the win. Round two TKO with a head kick. I mean, this dude always mm-hmm. lands these awesome kicks, right? Uh, over Andre Fialio. Round one, though, before that is where we have a split. Everything's round one. It's round one or round three all, all around for this show, basically. So so what's happening in this first round here? Uh, kind of a low output round, at least for the first two minutes. It's just Buckley throwing some inside Very leg kicks output, yeah. and some spinning stuff. You know, I don't think anything really landed upstairs. Um, the leg kicks landed pretty good, though, for, for Buckley. Uh, Fialio didn't throw much, but when he did, I thought he landed pretty strong. Good body kicks and good counters to the head. He just didn't have much volume behind it i do think he gets the round though um because the i i favor the impact as you're supposed to um but buckley does get two strong takedowns they don't stay on the ground long but they were they were high high authority impactful takedowns so i don't know how much of those are weighing i but i i I think uh i think based on fialo what he did on the feet he wins it 10-9 I think you gave those takedowns even more than I did. I, you know, you can't just ignore a takedown just because it didn't stay down or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't think they were. I thought they were like good, strong attempts. But it's not like there was any lasting impact that I read out of the situation or lasting effect on Fialio mm-hmm. from those takedowns. It was something that happened. They went down and he popped back up. It, it just. I don't think anything happened there that you have to give them too much credence. Okay. But it is a very low output round. For that reason alone, I can't get too hung up one way or the other. I do think Fialio was landing a little bit better, you know, with his kicks, whether they were, you know, to the legs. I think he landed a little, and a little bit of the midsection as well. Yeah, you the know? body kicks is what the ones I, I thought I those were good for me. Yeah. So I, that's kind of what really put it over for me was that work. But it, again, low output. I get it. You know, I, I did not side with Tony Weeks and Buckley. I sided with you. I sided with uh, Derek Cleary and Jacob Montalvo. All right. Moving on, though, to this was the fight right before, actually, on the main card. Diego Ferreira getting a monster knockout victory over Michael Johnson. Uh, the overhand right ending it. And, I mean, Michael Johnson was down in a bad way. For, he was stiff for a while. A little bit. Yeah. 
that was you never like to see that right it's a it's a great accomplishment it's a great performance from Fajera. it was great that he was able to get it done but it's still kind of scary mm-hmm. in some ways too fortunately everything seems okay right now you hope michael johnson's doing well to you know we're recording this late saturday night hopefully he's doing well as the weekend progressed into the week but round one we're here to talk about the judging round one is split let's talk about it yeah pretty good round of fighting i think johnson kind of comes out the gate strong uh he lands a nice flurry about a minute and a half in that that kind of wobbled Fajera. probably the best strike of the of the round Fajera is throwing lots of kicks and i kind of think he builds momentum throughout the round and starts you know catching up i just don't think he surpassed it i think johnson landed a bit heavier and more often uh earlier in the round i'm on 10-9 johnson yeah, I am too. It, it it's a close round, and there really are good cases to be made for either man, just because the offense is is there mm-hmm. throughout. Um, maybe a little bit heavier early for Johnson, but it's not like he disappears late in the round either. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like Fajardo just kept you know Johnson takes one step forward, Fajardo takes two, but after Johnson already had like a five step lead, or or kinda. maybe you know for every two it's three, you know. Yeah, it just wasn't he couldn't do quite enough to catch up at least in my eyes i'm yeah i see it the same way as you i saw for johnson mm-hmm. but very close mm-hmm. good round michael johnson tends to find himself in these rounds that like he looks good but the other guy also can look good mm-hmm. and, and, he and finds if this him. was a fight that ended up going to the judges cards at some point you're probably gonna watch people being like oh well, how did michael johnson lose he, like, well because he doesn't play enough defense he finds himself in fights where he looks tremendous in one round and looks god awful in the next and I, it's like he, he he's kind of hot and cold throughout his yeah. entire career. Round one, him, he's a round one monster. <laughs> Honestly, he's the only one that rocked Khabib. So I'm going to say he might have beat him one day. But he didn't. No, no, he took a beat. <laughs> but he's the closest to beating Khabib, I would say, maybe. Maybe Gaethje. What about... Uh... Or T-Bow won, though. I was going to say Glace and T-Bow. Yeah, T-Bow we, beat We've talked him. about that fight before. Yeah, T-Bow did beat I think we need to do that fight again, though, for for past judgment. Is that one okay. we, we need to revisit? I we can't could remember. Revisit that one. It's a terrible That's fight. A, uh, you, it's not a great fight, but I feel like we we need a definitive answer uh, for our show with with a okay. with a good understanding of the judging, which I don't remember if we had at the time. It's been a while. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did this one earlier. I think we should we should bring this one back for uh, an appeal edition of past okay. judgment. All at some right, point, we'll bring it back. I think we got to. Um, but yeah, so I again, we're both on Johnson here, same as judges Mike Bell and Adelaide Bird. It was Sal D'Amato who was the out judge on this one. But yeah, no one's hung up on it. I don't think anyone should be. So let's move on to our final round of contested rounds, which is Lupita Godinez getting the win over Emily Ducote. 29-28 twice and a 30-27. We're only talking about round three. The winner of the fight was basically predetermined by this point anyway. Nobody really knew it. But round three is split. So what's going on? Yeah, this was a fun round. I actually did like this one. This was a great fight overall. They just, they just. Godinez, she comes to fight too. Yeah. Her fights are solid. They just, they just throw. Um, I thought both were landing pretty good. I think Godinez is landing a bit heavier. Uh, the reactions coming on the Cody side is a, a little bit. Seems like you know the punches are landing a bit more effectively. Uh, the Cody's calf kick is working really well. I think that was probably your best strike uh, or best weapon for this, this round. Uh, you know, a few more of those probably could have swayed it for me. Um, but I'm on Godinez, and it's not because of that last second takedown. I just, yeah, I think this is probably a, a case where I'm maybe giving a little bit more credit to those those particular kicks and, and just the, the work in general, maybe just a little mm-hmm. bit more than you. It is a close round, though. 
I did see this one for Dakota, just like the majority of the judges did. Junichiro Camillo, Ron McCarthy. You saw it like Mike Bell. Not crazy, I think, to go either way. It also had no bearing on the results, as I yeah. already outlined. I think, well, in the commentary in this, I think Brendan Fitzgerald is confused on what's what scores. Because he's talking about he's talking about Dakota. You know, he, he loves, he harps on the fighter that's pressing the action and the fighter that's controlling, in quotes. Mm-hmm. The action. That's what he, he the UFC he, definition of control. So yeah, he's he's in uh you know thinking cage control and, and aggressiveness are are the main priority scoring and not not effective actual striking and grappling. I missed that. I honestly I kind of tuned it, up. It, no, it's, it's just a running theme throughout the entire broadcast. Every time he's that guy, it's, <laughs> it, he, it does happen. You're not wrong. Ah, uh, so it's very annoying. Yeah, I noticed it from this fight. That's what just stuck out for me. Well, we can only hope that maybe they'll have more of those. Uh, crossover commentator slash uh, official meetings where they can go over mm-hmm. stuff. And hopefully they separate it this time from the, the stat keeper meeting, keep that completely <laughs> separate so that, that Dominic Cruz doesn't leave it saying, Hey, what'd you learn about the judging? It's like, well, I'm mad about the way they, they score takedowns. Like that's, that's not what we're talking about. This is two <laughs> things. <sighs> God bless John Anik though. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. John, and John Gooden. Yeah, Anik and Gooden, the two the two Johns are great. Yeah, oh yeah. As long as it's John, we're we're in good shape. And John no matter, McCarthy. Whether you've got an H in there or no H, it, it, the Johns are all right. Yeah. Unless you're Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson's not doing so well. But I hope he's doing better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was it for tested rounds though. But again, we do have we have three rounds for our 10-7 watch. We haven't done 10-7 watch in a while, and now we have three rounds for it. Yeah, 10-7 watch is, is a unanimous 10-8 that the judges gave yes yes that's around. right it's, it's something we've only been doing the last uh basically this whole year this i year. guess but but again it's it's you know fits and starts it comes when it comes and if there's no 10 eights that are unanimous we don't talk about it yeah, so. so we'll do it again in august the idea yeah. <laughs> hey there might be like three more next week who knows they they, they they you never know well not next week next week's off but <laughs> um i said let's hope like i'm just rooting for someone to get pummeled yeah you just want someone to be near death <laughs> so that we can evaluate whether the judges should have scored it as a near death round <laughs> you know you don't root for a 10-7 but i am i'm morbidly curious about when we could potentially have one so yeah so that's what we do here was we like to look at these unanimous 10-8s and then just pose the question hey is this a 10-7? Since it's such a number that never gets pulled, right? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about especially these two rounds that we have in uh, Dern versus Hill. Rounds three and five. Starting with three. Reminder, the judges for this one were Derek Cleary, Sal D'Amato, and Janichiro Camillo. And this round, we're not going to go too deep into what happened in the round. But Dan, I'll just ask you, is this a 10-7? I like a 10-7 for this round. You do? I do. Wow. I, I really think we have all three Ds to an overwhelming level. Really? We have very high damage, very high dominance for the entire round. Angela Hill is just drowning in mount and in back mount for the entire round while getting waffled with elbows and punches. She got dropped, not dropped, she got hurt pretty bad with a knee on the feet early in the round. I feel this is a round that's beyond an eight. You make a compelling case, my man. I, I think I still say no. No. But I but I like it. I oh man, I like I like what you're saying. I do. I do. Like so so uh, what I was thinking. Porn. You know, I, I, I came into the conversation with a no, and then you just kind of started selling me a bit. So I'm I'm still saying it no, but I'm I close. Will, I will say this. I will say there was when I was watching it, I was like, there was no point in the round where I was saying we could probably stop it or we should probably think about stopping it here. 
But that doesn't but necessarily got, right. have to happen. But they got rid of that. But I'm saying so. But even but even at that, like we we yeah. watched rounds that we thought were ten sevens. We didn't necessarily feel like yeah. okay, it got to stop it. Yeah. No. This one, I I really I I Hill does absolutely nothing. She's like total survival mode, getting beaten. I would say there's overwhelming dominance. I would say there's overwhelming duration. I don't know that we get overwhelming damage, Ooh. and that's where. I'm at with that one. That's part. That's really the main reason why I don't quite get there. And, and the damage is the most important. You may disagree. No, no, I agree. Damage is the most important. No, no, no. I, oh. I understand that. But but you may disagree with me on whether we got overwhelming damage in this round. Oh yeah, I do. Different. I think I think she got smashed. Like uh, like just if she did this in round one, we'd be talking about round one as well in this portion of the show. But she didn't. Well, if and, and buts, she. You know. I mean, just elbows and punches nonstop, just bang, 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 bang. You're getting close to selling me. I, I, I am still on the eighth, though. I, I am. I'd probably have to watch it again. Like we might, this might be the strongest eight of the Tell year. You what, why don't we, why don't we make a, a running list of the ones okay. where we think it's the strongest? Or uh, this is probably the first one either one of us has yeah. said yes to. Yeah. So this is another thing we should re- revisit this at the end of the year. Okay? okay. Yeah. Add it to the list for sure, my man. <laughs> Either way, eight's the right score. I'm glad everyone went eight at least. Oh yeah, well, so, yeah. If if not seven, eight. If not seven, eight. Yeah, I I just feel this is beyond an eight. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's I agree. a different. By the way, did I, I think I said the wrong judges. By the way, I, I I gave the wrong judges for this one. It was actually Mike Bell, Sal D'Amato, and Ron McCarthy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I apologize for that. Round five. This is another one. Is this a ten seven? No, I think this is just a solid ten eight. Okay. Um. First two minutes, Dern is just in Hill's guard, landing you know a shot here and there. Eventually, she passes about halfway through. Lands heavy ground and pound. Definitely has all the over. Definitely has overwhelming damage and dominance. But I think she needed more than two minutes to get to that overwhelming duration to get to seven. So yeah, this this felt like this felt like just a natural eight, mm-hmm. a good eight. Yeah, good. You know, it's mm-hmm. nice that everybody landed on the right one. But yeah, this is squarely an eight. Mm-hmm. So for ranking the rounds, would you say? You know, from most damaging to, or from most dominant to, uh, or let's say closest to seven. How about that? Closest to seven to closest to nine. For you, would you say three, five, one, or would you swap five and one? Uh, uh, I would go five. Five is the, no, one, no, I'm sorry. Three closest to seven. Yeah. Five's in the middle. One's closest to nine. So more or less like kind of the way it Basically was. How it was like, scored, okay, yeah. we were we were a little closer to getting to a nine with the yeah. other one. Yep. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious how you felt mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, I, I would say I'm with you. I think that's the fair way to rank it. Yeah. But I mean, either way you slice it. I mean, this round, I mean, this fight in general, it yeah. really just, I, I can't stress enough how, like it was, it was a, it was an intense experience watching this fight that I don't typically get from watching a fight. That's like such a beat down usually. It was there was something to her performance. It was like like a meanness. Yeah. Which belies the fact that like Mackenzie Dern, if you've ever spoken to her, is just a very sweet person. She's a very friendly, sweet person. Um and Angel Hill's very nice too. Like I I, I have good experience with both of these women, so you know, don't get it twisted. But Mackenzie Dern brought out a different side of her than I think anybody had seen. Um, not just skill wise, but mentality wise, and, and and there was a killer instinct there that we just hadn't seen, even though she didn't get the finish. It and was, she uh, said she had a, a a difficult camp. She did. I mean, she, so, she outlined like all the reasons why you would be nervous about saying, "Hey, this fighter's actually going to win this fight." 
from a non-athletic standpoint, you know? So. I think, you know, ultimately, everyone kind of saw that her world-class grappling as, well, not everybody, but let's say you did for sure, saw the world-class grappling as the uh, the difference maker here. But yeah, I mean, she was saying she's going through a difficult divorce, and she changed camps, she changed managers, she, all this upheaval in her life. But someone who's raised in the martial arts like she was by Megaton Diaz, you know, like, this is... This is like an extension of life for her. It's not like it's not something that she came to at some point. This is just what she does. Mm. So it kind of almost makes more sense that she would be better off here than outside of here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well I, said. I mean, I, fantastic. <laughs> One more round here for our 10 7 watch, sir. And this comes from the co main event right before this fight. So it was basically, it was just beat down, beat down, beat down for the last like hour of the event. Um, Anthony Hernandez getting the win over Edmund Shabazian. Round three TKO, elbows, punches finally did in Shabazian, who'd been kind of running on fumes for a little while. He did win the first round, Shabazian, but round two was all 10-8. Mm -hmm. he, he had nothing left. So the question I would have for you, um, and we had the judges here, by the way, are Derek Cleary, Sal D'Amato, and Janice Rokramija, the ones who I said before. I messed mm -hmm. up. <laughs> I said them on the wrong fight. That was pretty much what happened. So, um, But the question for this round is, is round two, a 10-7 for Hernandez. No, but it gets gets to the territory. It's close. You're starting to think about it. Yeah. Um, really strong round. Some good sub attempts. But I didn't think any of those subs outside of the mounted guillotine were all that close to ending the fight. Um, really good ground and pound. I just think he needed more ground and pound. And I'm, I'm probably there at the 7. But yeah, solid 8. And, that's, and you bring up kind of something else too. There's all these submission attempts, right? These submission mm -hmm. attempts are there. But... What we learned from doing our 10-7 show is just how much like those 10, the, the for a 10-7, submission attempts don't really have a great bearing on whether you're going to get there or not. Yeah, as it's as it's written now, and I don't think you, I, there's, uh, I don't know if there's a way to get 10-7 based strictly just on grappling. It, it's it's probably never going to happen. It's not a thing. And, so. and, and not that this round is that, but. There's just not enough non-grappling damage that's being done to really put it there. Yeah, he just just if he's just kept bombing on him. Yeah, well, the fight probably ends, but sure. yeah, it, I'm I'm close to it. I mean, it's unfortunate. I you know Dan and I I think both agree on this, and correct me if I'm wrong, my buddy, but there really ought to be some way to get some real dominant grappling that's like close on submissions. I don't know that we even necessarily got that in this round either, but. It, the the I, I had the thought while I was watching it was this round in particular. What if you were a grappler in this in this fight here, right? And in the the first five seconds, you get to some dude's back mm -hmm. and you're threatening the choke, and it looks pretty darn deep, right? Mm -hmm. And he's on that choke for like a good minute, fighting it off like desperately. And then you somehow transition into like you know an arm bar, right? Instead, mm -hmm. of you step over for the arm bar, and you got to like what looks like a deep arm, but kind of what, like what Angela Hill is fighting off from um, Mackenzie Dern at the end of okay. round one and three, right? Yeah. She's fighting that off for a while, right? And then transitions to, you know, another sub. And then like, an, let's say there's four subs or something like that. You just and keep that's going almost the chain. entire round. And she's just, someone's just fighting off submissions the entire round, deep submissions, deep submission. Can we get there? Can we actually get a 10-7 out of that? Because that's, there's nothing happening except somebody being yeah. like desperately avoiding getting their arm taken or their head choked off. But are they damaged? 
I mean, you got to count that. You got to write that as that's grappling damage. Exactly. Exactly. So, that's but that's the problem. That's why I feel like there needs to be something in there. This is an extreme case. It's not going to happen. But well, if, I mean, if know. someone just chains sub after sub after sub after sub and never finishes it, you're going to be like, dude, do you not finish any of them? Uh, What's well, going there would on be that here? Question too. It's a fair question, right? Um, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You know, it's kind of something. Yeah, to pop I mean, in my no, head. I, I do like that example. I think. Sure. Yeah. Why something should be, something should be in there. In my head, what I'm picturing is uh, so Mighty Mass Johnson. I was I, at a seminar. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's where I kind of I think thought you got the idea from. Sure. I mean, that wasn't exactly why, but uh -huh. it's it kind of relates to it. I, maybe I've shared this on the show, but Mighty Mouse Johnson. Uh, I was at a seminar that he did for media members, specifically at a UFC gym uh, in the city nine years ago now, and I was there, and he wanted to show off something and he made everybody turn the cameras off. He's like, turn the cameras off. We're not putting this on film. He was very adamant about that. Um, but he wanted to show, I, I forget what it's called, but there was a chain of like 37 or 38 submissions that he did in like two minutes. Um, and he used me as the dummy. Cause I was of the media members present. I was the only one who actually had grappling experience. So he was like, okay, at least you can kind of know what I'm about to be doing here to, to a degree. And it was just a whirlwind of him, like taking my arm and taking everything about me. It was like wild. And it was, it was a pretty amazing thing to, to uh, experience, but yeah, I kind of picture something like that. Yeah. That, okay. That that's kind of crazy. To be you would have, dude, like, your mind would have been blown if it was you, Dan. I'm sure it would have been. You would have loved that. <laughs> um, but that's it for UFC Vegas 73. The very memorable numbered card but at least a memorable end to that card like this was a i'm gonna remember this fight for a while i think this it's it, it won't be in the fight of the year conversation because it was such a dominant performance but i feel like if there was a separate category for like performance of the year oh, yeah. that like with the caveat being like someone who won a decision mackenzie Dern would be exceptionally high for this fight mm -hmm. be up there because it was it was just a riveting fight and, and an amazing performance. So. But I think we can kind of stop harping on that shortly anyway. <laughs> we did have six finishes from this event. Six of them all by uh, KO or TKO. No submissions. Um, one of these fights ended in round one. That's why we ended up having 26 rounds, right? So what uh, what was your favorite finish? Uh, Lewis Glissman uh, over in Prague. Oh, yeah. So you... <laughs> You ended up with the one that I shared uh, with you that uh, Nolan King had shared on on social media. I think that's his name, and that's that's. Well, he retweeted somebody else's, but yeah, that's the name that showed up on this tweet. Where was this from? I actually get, didn't get to see what event it was at. Is was that Octagon? Uh, yeah, it looks like Octagon with a K. Yeah, Oct yeah, they're they're uh, they're a Czech based um, promotion. Okay. So yeah, rolling Omoplata. That was sick. That's my favorite finish, but from this card particularly, I didn't have a favorite finish. I just had a favorite performance. That was Mackenzie Durr. I thought you would say uh, maybe Joaquin Buckley. That was nice. I mean, no, if that I was, was going to pick finish. one, I would have picked. Um, I would have picked the one with a body kick because he just shut him down, just shut him off, and he's like, "Oh, that's all." with a body kick? Why, but why also, Silva looked great over Leonardo, and she. Oh, Natalia she, Silva. Yeah, that she, was a good finish too. She busted up like Leonardo was like, "No, please, no more. It's over." So oh, you're talking about oh the one you're talking about you're talking about Gilbert Urbina right yeah Urbina and Koshi that probably yeah. would have been up there because I, well, I love Urbina, the body Urbina, kicks Urbina. um then we they, I don't know if you saw Dana posted on his story Leonardo had her upper vermilion split oh no I had, didn't see that oh, yeah so that we learned about how important of an area that is that they watched yes, for we did, yeah so yeah they stitched it up it looks like they did a good job I, that's I mean, good I don't know I mean the same thing happened to uh, Robbie Lawler mm -hmm. and uh and and Alistair Overeem. Yeah. 
Whose was worse? It's gruesome. So, Reams had no. to be the worst. Reams was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, uh, dude, Robbie's was terrible yeah, too, man. They, they, I, uh, there's not a good one. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the scale is all awful. Well, at least Robbie's got put into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so, that's true. There's that. He, yeah, he won the fight. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild that he continued that fight. Like, I, I bet you there's there's doctors and commissions that would have stopped that. Fight. Yeah, New York, New York would have stopped it like ten minutes earlier. <laughs> they just stopped it before that happened. Mm. Oh man. Uh, but yeah. So my favorite finish, I should say, was uh, Diego Pajeda knocking Michael Johnson sentenceless with that overhand right in the second round. It was uh, it was a thing of scary beauty. Oh yeah, that was. Like I had to rewatch it in slow motion. I'm like I don't think he hit him, but he just he fell back like he was done. So you think it was staged, huh? But then I, no, when you watch it back, you know you see it, he gets, <laughs> he gets smashed. But yeah, it was the phantom like, punch. Didn't like live. It's like what hit him? Thought he missed by a mile. No, no, that better <laughs> angle. That when, once they showed you the one where it was like head on and his head turned away, you can absolutely yeah. tell like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was very flush. <laughs> <laughs> and he just he caught he wasn't quite looking. You know, those, those are the worst ones. Those blind sides. Yeah. Although I Never think would hit him. I think I mean, blind sides when you're a quarterback and, you know, hit from your blind side, like your body's loose. I don't think you get too, too banged up from those. Uh, it's, I think it's different when you're getting punched in the face, though. I feel like quarterbacks would disagree with you. They might, I think it's just more startling than anything. Right? Don't they yeah, say? I don't, I don't know, man. Don't I, I, say, I, don't, I don't know what you're basing that on. No, I'm, it's based on, isn't there a theory that people who get injured in car crashes are, when they see it coming? Because they tense up. So if you see I, Ray Lewis running you down, you tense up. You're like, oh, you know, you're going to break something maybe. I'm sure it doesn't help. But also, I mean, that's more about like neck injuries and that kind of thing. I think your brain just rattles too much if if it has no time to brace in any meaningful way. I, I suppose. That's that's kind of what the, the bigger concern is. I know, but I'm talking about a quarterback. I mean, no, I, I think when you're not looking, you get punched in the face. It's bad. Yeah, that can happen. It's bad. I've seen it happen. I just saw it happen. It was Diego Pajada. Yeah. <laughs> but that is it that's it for the weekend and again we have nothing coming up this weekend we got memorial day weekend we got burgers we got dogs we got chicken we got ribs we got whatever's on the on the menu for us uh what are you doing on memorial day i don't know eating burgers ribs chicken like you said like i said yeah, yeah. i got family coming so so we'll have a good time yeah, it'll be it'll be a good weekend. kids will play with their cousins i'll i'll see my cousins and uh i'll eat and grill yeah. and then we'll and i won't have watched Probably any MMA next week. And there is there's certainly MMA around the world and in, and in the United States and everything like that. But I'm going to take a break from it because yeah. we need it. Yeah. So someone sends me something, I'll watch it. That's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah clips. Got, though, nothing... Don't send me nothing with heavyweights. Yeah, no heavyweights. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Unless it's a go-go plata. You send me the go-go <laughs> plata. You better send me your go-go platas now. But uh, we will, uh, to give you the rundown, we've got UFC back. On January third, PFL's June third, Scott. January, yeah. <laughs> June third, PFL's back June eighth, and then Bellator is back June sixteenth. All right, maybe Bellator will be under the PFL ownership by then. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, it's been yeah. Dana's obviously now talking about. Oh, I heard that they're gonna buy. Where'd you hear it? Yeah. Well, he's he's got. He's got connections. Yes, he does. But also, some Dana is very selective about the things he knows and doesn't know about. Like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. But then there's all these things where he's like, oh, I totally know all about that. It's like minutia. Like, how it would you... be. I would like if he was like, yeah, I know. I know all about that. But I'm not going to tell you. He should just say that, that because we know be he fun. knows. <laughs> that, 
They'll be like, ha 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 ha. He plays dumb too much. Like, I know don't something play dumb. you we don't know. know. Anyway. <laughs> All right. That does it. We'll be back again next Monday. We're probably going to have something a little different for you, though. Yeah, we'll be we'll be contested rounds. We'll do something fun. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe past judgment. Maybe something else. We'll see. Maybe an appeal edition or something. Maybe. Thanks for listening. Take care, everybody.